Welcome to the Strategic HR Show, the podcast series from FutureSolve, where we talk to senior business and HR leaders to share their advice on how to make better people decisions in the workplace and get the best out of their people. For show notes and free bonus resources, simply visit www.futuresolve.com forward slash podcast. And remember, if you'd like some help solving your strategic HR challenges, get in touch with us at FutureSolve. Whether it's developing your leaders and teams, hiring better people, creating a high performance culture, or something else, we'll help you boost the performance of your people and your business. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Thank you for attending this next episode of the Strategic HR Show. Very excited to have you all join us for an amazing episode with Dave Lozer, a co-founder of FutureSolve that has a ton of experience being a CHRO and an executive in HR. And Dave, thank you for joining us. You want to give a little background of your experience or your career in the space to our listeners? Sure, Andy. Thanks for having me. I certainly have a lot of experience. I'm not sure whether you measure that in hours or in actual things that I accomplished. Probably a little bit of both. You know, my background is I always wanted to be in human resource leadership. Since I was a young kid, my dad would take me to his foundry and he would negotiate with unions. And I saw at an early age that people were the ones that really made things happen in an organization. And effective leadership was the component to get people engaged to make that happen. So I went to undergraduate school, took all of the, they were personnel management courses back then, but all the human resource courses, graduated, and I took the lowest paying job I was offered, but it was negotiating labor contracts. And it was spectacular because I had to understand everything to negotiate a contract. I had to understand what the company strategy was, the line manager's objectives, how HR compensated people, how payroll was done, how job roles were structured so that I could talk in an educated manner to unions to negotiate deals. That was my way of effectively becoming kind of the boss. I would go and get, ask for information and get it. And then I'd put that together to deliver my job. And my career took off. I had every single HR job you could have. And at a really early age, became a CHRO. And I've done that across all industries, which was strategic on my part because I felt like I could get and learn some of the practices of each one of those industries. Hence, future salts one best way. It's not best practice because those get disintermediated quickly, but it's how do you take a best practice to a future practice in a best way? So I've worked at, at a lot of really large companies and a lot of companies that were in tough shape that we turned around. I can honestly say that all of those companies have done really, really well and hence helped form FutureSolve. That's been kind of one of the highlights of my career and one of the more fun businesses that I've worked in because I work with people like Andy and Debbie and Ken and Mark and the like. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And similarly, I feel the same way working with you, Dave, and you bring a lot of great experience, great advice, and true future practice to the workplace and to the market. One of the things that I know that you're passionate about is helping HR people succeed, grow their career, learn how to leverage the organization to become 
a true leader in the space, to be recognized and respected in the space. So maybe you can share a little bit about, you know, how can HR readers start, what to think about, some of the philosophies that you have, because I know that you're very passionate about mentoring and helping HR people succeed. Andy, I think one of the things I learned really early is in business, they're looking for good ideas. And there's a difference between an idea and a good idea. A good idea makes money or reduces cost. Everything else is just an idea. So as a young person getting into business, I focused on how could you help a company make money or reduce costs? The shareholders are the people that you actually work for even when you're junior in a company. And it's easy to say that comment, but as I mentioned a little earlier, to reduce costs or make money, it usually comes through collaborating with people and through getting everybody kind of on board in a winning way for everybody. I learned that earlier before everybody started talking about these kinds of concepts. Absolutely, 100% agree. One of the biggest things is when you're looking at growing your career, you know, you have to think about where to start. So let's say we're starting at saving costs and increasing profitability in HR. What does that look like? Or is there a certain mindset that you should have to even start in that thinking that way? Well, you know, one of the things that you asked me is a little bit about my background and my career. I do believe that you, no matter what your function you're in or what business you're in, you need to always keep learning. So I did, I went and got varying degrees after my undergraduate degree. And then I deliberately tried to get kind of jobs that would give me more understanding of how the business worked. I think as an HR person starting out, there's some fundamentals that you need to understand and need to work on. The first one is basically learning the ropes. And that's where you need to get a position where you're going to learn some things. People are going to teach you some things that you'll work for somebody that other people respect that have an interest in you and an interest in your development. You know, you're coming in every day and you're getting kinds of assigned tasks because you don't know a lot. And then as you get better, you start to kind of understand how you can add some value to that. And you move to your second stage of your career, which is making your mark. Now you're not coming in every day asking your supervisor or your boss kind of what needs to be done. You're coming in and deciding what your day should look like. And you're getting kind of recognized by your superiors for working on kind of the right things. The third step is a really tough step to make in your career, and that's contributing through others. That's when you start to help mentor and develop people to be more like you. And you don't get assigned this task by being a boss. This is something you have to have interest in, in helping people be successful. Then people will be interested in collaborating and working with you. Back in the old day, it was for you. You worked for somebody and you were the boss. I think you have to really earn that these days. And it's not a title. It's a way that you collaborate and work. And then the last one is if you move through that and you're successful, helping people be more like you to deliver quality, capability, and productivity for the company, then you get to a larger role. And that's a role I would describe as uh, it's a more strategic role. In that role, you're not concerned or, you know, a lot of people that are in vision 
roles of vision, creating vision, don't even remember how you do the ropes and the tactical parts of the business. But I think today you do to help develop people and they're changing. So you need to be aware of them and how you kind of make your mark and contribute through others. I've never forgotten those. It can be a strength and a weakness sometimes, I think, but leading through vision, you start to spend more time on, it's all about interpersonal skills. It's about connecting the dots. It's about seeing kind of what the possibilities can be and then convincing others to kind of come along and collaborate with you on that journey. I think in the future, hence our company, FutureSol, that is going to be what the whole game is about, is to take those linear regressions of those dots to a future solution. Most of the time it's going to involve technology. It's going to involve in a huge way working with people and making it worthwhile for them. Absolutely. Wow. Well said, Dave. And then the other question is, we talked about how they can progress, how they can use technology, how they can elevate. What are some roadblocks that maybe you encountered or other people that you mentor have encountered doing those stages that they should be maybe aware of just so they can plan ahead? Well, you know, everybody that's listening has either had or will have great jobs and they'll have really bad jobs. And you can learn from both. I took a number of roles and I concentrated a lot. I had really good mentors, but on self-development. And some of the roles I took, I thought would be the best were not, were the worst. And some that I thought were the worst were the best. So it's hard to predict. But I do think kind of mentoring, I think kind of continuing to learn. I think curiosity is huge and being able to collaborate. I think that that's one of these areas that we're going to have to get better at if we're going to work more virtually. Collaboration and innovation doesn't happen easily on Zoom calls and telephone calls. It happens in conversations like we're having today where we each get kind of ideas and then we can paste those together with other ideas for better solutions. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And so if we wanted to leave our listeners with one specific piece of advice, let's say Maybe they can evaluate their current role or see if their current role is supporting that growth they want. What would you leave them with? Well, it's actually, it's one thing, but it has three components to it. I actually tell my kids this. So if you tell your kids this, it's secret sauce and it's what you really believe in because you want them to do well. As I always say, number one, make sure you're with a company where you're growing and developing. Number two, make sure you're with a company that you're appreciated. And then the, number three, I kind of say it tongue in cheek, make sure you're with a company that has a low jerk factor. In other words, said more constructively, good leadership and good people that will mentor you and sponsor you along the way. If you don't have any one of those three, make a change. Wow. If everybody thought about it in that simple way, just by three categories, life would be a lot easier. We overcomplicated, but the true thing is these are core factors that if you don't have all three, you're not in a place where you could potentially be who you want. And when I say appreciated, it's not just pay. Oftentimes people still get hung up on job titles and pay. It's do I get recognized? Do I get put on special projects? Do people recognize the extra effort I put in? When I graduated from college, most kids looked at three things. Let me see if I can recall them, Andy. It's number one, the pay. Number two was the job. And number three was the location. 
And most of the time people stayed in the pay and they always wanted to stay around the college that they graduated. And the last thing they really looked at was, is the job something that I'm really passionate about? When I got out of school, I took a job that was the least paying job and it was down in Houston, Texas. I knew nothing about Houston other than it was built on swampland. And I took the job because it was something I felt hugely passionate about. I would tell you, I think a result of if I had any success, it was taking the jobs that I wanted and felt passionate about. And I can tell you the trend these days too in hiring people. It used to be that they hired you for, you know, your credentials. Did you go to Harvard, Yale, or, you know, Camel College? I mean, those were the people that didn't get the interviews maybe, but were your credentials good? Did you have work experience? And, you know, was the job something you kind of did or kind of liked? Now, smart companies are looking for people that have passion for the job or the role that they're looking to fill. Work experience is still kind of important, but, you know, the credentials are last. So it's kind of turned upside down. So if I was to give anybody advice, I'd say go for something that you really feel great about. If you love the solar business, if you love green, go find something in that. You'll do great in it. If you go to a good company that's growing and you're passionate about it, you'll hit a home run. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So Dave, I want to leave my listeners with a little advice on what the future holds for HR, what the future of work could look like. Just a little view from your perspective on where that's going. Well, this is kind of uh, saying something probably about me. The future will be so different that I actually am looking forward to not fitting. I fit very well because I have a great relationship with you, Andy. I do believe that the future in HR and in jobs in general are going to be so technology skills talents and understanding are going to be of huge importance. Companies are in business to make money, unless you're in a nonprofit, but even then you need to make money to be able to provide the kinds of initiatives you want to for that nonprofit. So productivity is going to be hugely important. And in HR, there's very few things that I can think of that you can't integrate technology in and getting better solutions for people, better solutions for the company. Quicker, you know, faster, more deliberate. I believe in, when I grew up, it was self-service. I believe in self-management. It's a more responsible thing. And technology is going to give people the ability to self-manage themselves in the careers in the past that they want going forward. Well said. And I think that's where the world is going. People will lead their own careers. They'll find out their own passions, able to make integration between life balance and what they're doing and finding good intersection there. You know, Andy, excuse me for jumping in. I was on a board call here just last week and it was the compensation committee and the committee wanted the HR executive to put a few policies together. As I listened, I had to kind of keep myself from speaking up because they are pretty antiquated. One of them to what you were talking about, they wanted the HR executive to put together a moonlighting policy. 
Well, moonlighting was something that my dad's generation talked about doing, right? Nowadays, people are going to have side gigs. They're going to do things, you know, outside of their normal kind of job. And if people aren't understanding of that, they're not going to be successful. And hopefully they can bring things into their normal job that they wouldn't get. Otherwise, it's kind of like I went to school for my master's degree at night. And I, I probably couldn't have done it. It would have been just another version of my undergraduate of goofing around having fun and studying a little bit, but it was much more practical when I worked while I went to school. I do believe that some of these side gigs and so forth are gonna be good education for people in your company. Yeah, and learning and exposing them to a lot of new things. I see a lot of big, big trends there for sure comes to innovation. Yeah, I talked with a lady that wants to join and you're well aware of this, our company. And when we were in the conversation, she goes, well, you know, I'd like to do that. She goes, I kind of do this, but you know, and I do this on my side gig. I think if my previous generation would have heard that they'd roll over in their grave, but it was a refreshing conversation of a person that I really respected as a lot of energy and somebody I know that you've met and like as well. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Dave. If you want to hear more about Dave Stocks, we have a lot of thought leadership videos right on our website. And also feel free to reach out at info at futuresolve.com. If you have any questions for Dave, we're happy to wrap up to Dave and answer those as well. Thank you very much for joining us, Dave, and sharing some great advice and thoughts with our listeners. And we loved having you. Andy, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for joining us today on the Strategic HR Show, the podcast series from FutureSolve, where we talk to senior business and HR leaders to share their advice on how to make better people decisions in the workplace and get the best out of their people. For show notes and free bonus resources, simply visit www.futuresolve.com forward slash podcast. We'd love it if you subscribe, like, and share the show with any friends and colleagues who are looking for fresh ideas on how to make better people decisions in their business. And remember, if you'd like some help solving your HR challenges, get in touch with us at FutureSolve. Whether it's developing your leaders and teams, hiring better people, creating a high-performance culture, or something else, we'll help you boost the performance of your people and your business. Thanks, and see you soon.